So a bit of a, uh, of, an, of, of a different kind of topic. I picked up this Sefer in Woodburn, I forgot what it's called, um, of uh, Piskei Halacha from Rav Shlomo Miller. It's somewhere on that shelf over there. Um, and uh, he has like Piskei Halacha about the three weeks. But I mentioned the other day, at the end, he has Halachas just about summer and summer vacation and things that come up during the summertime. So he has a little section up. What's it called? Shoshanas Israel. So, uh, so he has a, a section over there on picnics in halacha. So, uh, I mean, you're you're traveling with your family, you're at a park or something, and there's a picnic table, and you wanna, you know, or you get together a chevra and uh, you go to uh, to a to a park, and there's a, a barbecue grill. So, like, what are all the halachos and issues that come up during uh, when you, when you you picnic in the park? During the summertime, um, it's it's no to people who go on dates. A lot of times during the summer, they'll go uh, for a picnic or things like that. So first of all, the first question is using the tables that are in the park. Every park has picnic tables, so and families like to take advantage of those picnic tables. So there is an entire simon in Shulchan Aruch about having meat and dairy on the same table at the same time. The implication is that at different times, there's no problem with having meat and dairy on the same table. I mean, you're allowed to use the same table for both meat and dairy in succession to each other. Furthermore, the shach even allows eating at a table simultaneously to somebody who's eating non-kosher because you're not going to come to eat from his food. So even though there's non-kosher on your table while you're eating, uh, the shach holds that that's not a problem as long as you're not eating the non-kosher, you're eating the kosher food. The only concern that, that there would be about eating on a table that uh, that non-kosher food is eaten on all the time is that there's mamashos on the table that your food might touch or that within the last 24 hours, a, hyping, a piping hot piece of trafe hit the table and now your piping hot piece of kosher lands on that spot and you pick it up off of the bare table and eat it, which is uh, not highly uh, highly likely in a uh, in a park setting. Nevertheless, in Shoshana Yisrael, he says not to put food directly on the table. Instead, to use a tablecloth or a plate. Highly recommended. Use a plate. That is a good idea, probably for other reasons. Seems like a good policy. The uh, other another issue that comes up in parks is Natilis Yadayim issues. So. A lot of times there's no washing station in a park, but there are bathrooms. So uh, th- even though our bathrooms are always cleaner than uh, than they were in the times of Chazal, uh, Rav Moshe writes in Igros Moshe, uh, Chelik Aleph, Ebn Ezra Simon Yodalid, uh, he says, That even in our modern bathrooms, you're not supposed to do Natila Sidaim. In parks, there's almost always a water fountain that you can get water from. Nevertheless, Chaznish quotes those who are mekel to wash in a bathroom and just not to dry your hands or say the bracha until you leave the bathroom. The Chaznish, is, uh, machmir, the Chaznish quotes those who are mekel, but then he himself is machmir on that issue because his logic is that your very presence in the bathroom is metame your yadayim again, and that will itself require a new netila. So it's not going to help to do netila in the bathroom because the second you finish the netila, your hands become tame again just from the being in the bathroom. However, most postmen, including Rav Moshe, assume that our bathrooms are at least clean enough to assume that the ruach ra is not automatically metame your hands and that you do not need a netila every time you enter a bathroom, right? That's what's behind the issue of why some people uh, will only wash their hands when they leave the bathroom at a washing station outside the bathroom, while others will rely on just washing their hands in the bathroom. If you hold like Chazanish, you got to leave first and then wash your hands because your hands are going to be tummy otherwise. If you hold like most of the other poskim, you can wash your hands in the bathroom 
bathroom. So Shlomo Miller thinks that you can wash in the bathroom and walk out with wet hands, and once you're outside, you can dry them and say the bracha, as far as Natila Sedayim is concerned. When Rav Hankin, in the Kisve Rav Hankin, Chelek Aleph on page Kuf, he writes, Botek Hisosha B'medina Zu, Sha'atzoa Nochelos Ben-Lotoch HaMayim, B'nishtefes Miyad L'Chutz, that uh, we have a, 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 a plumbing, and uh, you can flush, and the, the, the tzoa goes away. V'gam HaChedem Yuchad, Gam L'Shar Dvarim, and people wash up in the bathroom, and they uh, brush their teeth in the bathroom, and they take a shower in the bathroom, they do all sorts of things. Near Diyesh Lodin Cheder and Tsai Shebermerchatz, Shas Shem B'Kriya So if Henkin says, I think it does not have the din of a Merchatz or Beis HaKisei itself, but our bathrooms have the din of a Beis Em Tsai Shebermerchatz, where you're not allowed to say Kriya Shemar Davin, but a Mutter B'Shele Shalom, you're allowed to do Shele Shalom, V'yachol Yerchot Shem Yadav L'Tfilu L'Achila V'yivarichan T'Sudai M'Chutz. And you can wash there for Tfilu, you can wash there for Achila, but just say the Bracha outside. V'anichlas L'Shom and if you go to the bathroom, if you go into the bathroom without actually using the toilet, then you're allowed to, uh, to you're not going to require until Sidaim. I think that is the mainstream opinion. Okay, what if there's no water available at all in the park that you uh, that you are? So the Mishnah Meseches Erevin on Dafi Zayin tells us that those going to war are exempt from washing their hands before they uh, before they eat bread. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskin is based on that Gemara that anyone who's in the dangerous place, like you're in a desert, uh, is a putter from washing hands before they, uh, they eat bread, because Chazal didn't make this gezeira of Nitil Yedayim in these kinds of circumstances. So what's the halach of someone's traveling and he doesn't have water? Is he also putter from Nitil Yedayim before eating bread? So Gemara Pesach and Dafim and Vavim and tells us that if someone is traveling without water and he wants to eat bread, he has to continue in the direction that he's traveling up to four meal to obtain water. So this is what we spoke about the other day about finding a minion, the Shulchan Aruch and some Kuf Samach Gimel, Sefal of Paskins, like this, and says, based on the, 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 the continuation of the Gemara, that if water is only available behind you, meaning out of your way, not in the direction you're traveling anyway, um, you'd have to travel in the opposite direction, then you have to go backwards one meal in order to find water. The Mishmur and Sivkat and Gimel Paskin is based on the Chayyadam, that if, you're at, if someone's at home, then it's like considered going out of your way, because you'd rather just stay where you are. You are not heading in the direction of the water anyway, and therefore you, you would only have to go one meal. So the Shulchan Aruch says that in a place where there's no water within four mil of the direction you're headed, or within one meal to the extent that it's going to be out of your way, then what you could do is you could eat the bread by wrapping your hands with a cloth. And the Mishabura writes that according to the Shulchan Aruch, you would need to cover both hands because you don't want the uncovered hand to touch the bread. But according to the Ramah, it's enough to just cover the hand that's holding the bread. So it would seem based on this that according to the Shulchan Aruch, uh, you'd have to wear gloves, something on, on both hands, whereas the Ramah holds just cover the bread in a way where the hand holding the bread doesn't touch directly. So that as long as the bread is in the, the bag, let's say a, a sandwich bag or something, uh, and you're touching the bag and you're not touching with your hands, according to the Ramah, it would seem that that would suffice, whereas the, the Mechaber would require covering your hands themselves. The Bir Allah, Paskins, that when it comes to washing your hands before eating, the way we calcul- calculate a meal is 18 minutes, regardless of how uh, you're, you're, you plan on getting there, meaning regardless of your mode of transportation. Um, so if there's a water stoppage in your house or in camp or something, so you have to go up to 18 minutes by car in any direction to get water to be able to wash. If you're on a bus and you're going to get to your destination within 72 minutes, or if you're driving and there's a gas station or a service uh, 
area within 72 minutes of where you are, then you have to wait to get there and you're not allowed to rely on wrapping your hands or not touching the bread. That's only when you don't have access to water. Not having access to water means they don't have access to water within what the halacha requires you to find access to water. A lot of people seem to get confused about that halacha. Another thing that often comes up when you're picnicking in a park as, as it relates to Nathil Sidaim is disposable cups for Nathil Sidaim. So ideally you should have, I wrote about this in the second volume, which is in the box marked one for some reason, of Akon Olamo. So ideally you should have a real cup for Nathil Sidaim. However, if you only have a disposable cup, Rav Moshe, who's machmir by koshal bracha, that you now have used a disposable cup, even Rav Moshe is makel for Nathil Sidaim. Because his logic is that a koshal bracha is not, it needs to be a chashuva cup. And a, uh, a disposable cup is not chashuv. But in Tzidayim, it could be that it doesn't require that it have chashivas to it. The Minchas Yitzchak and Chelet Yotzim and Chav Gimel holds that a disposable cup does not have a din of a kli at all, and therefore could not be used even for Mithil Sidaim. It seems that most poskim are makil about this. If you don't have a cup at all, so the Ramah at the end of Siv Zayim Paskins that if a person hollows out a rock in his wall and he and he fills it with water, and he connects a faucet to it, then you're not allowed to wash your hands by opening the faucet, because washing has to be done with a clee, and the rock in the wall is not a clee. However, he says, if you permanently cement an existing clee into the wall, the water from the faucet can be used for the diet. So the question becomes, okay, so what are our faucets? I mean, they're almost talking about rocks in a wall, and we don't have any of that, but we have faucets. So uh, which case of the Ramah is our faucet more like? Um, is it like the first case of the Ramah, or the se- which is no good, or the second case of the Ramah, which is okay? So Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach and Alicha Shlomo Paskins, they now let it open and close a faucet of a house sink for Natil Sedayim, because the water coming out of the faucet is not a clee. And even if you have a reservoir of water on the roof, like a Dud Shemesh or something like that, it's still not considered a clee, um, since it was, it, it was not a separate clee that they then attached to the building. It was made to be attached to the building. That was made kara. That's what it was made lukach. So, uh, and because it has large holes on the bottom that connect to the building's pipes, it, it wouldn't uh, be functional as a clee in any other context than to be attached to the building. However, Ravad Yosef and Yalkut Yosef Paskins that in a Shas of Chak, a person can use a sink, but only if the water is consolidated in some sort of re- reservoir, some sort of Duchemish or something like that, not just with regular plumbing. So today, the, the cold water that you get from the sink is straight from the city pipelines, and the Pesach of Ravadia would only apply if you know of a separate tank that's holding your water. Like in Israel, you have a Duchemish or something like that. Um, so, uh, so, so therefore, just open Opening and closing the faucet is not an eitzah uh, when you don't have a uh, when you don't have a cup. Just a moment. Let's just finish up first. The uh, the, the final issue that comes up uh, often in parks is uh, the, there are there are barbecue grills in the park. So the question is, is there any way to kosher it? So it's clear that there's this week's parsha that it requires libun chamur, which is uh, you know, anything that is uh, that the tam goes in by direct fire, direct heat of fire, without a liquid medium. So the only way to kosher it is with a very, very intense intense heat, somewhere between 700 and 900 degrees uh, uh, Fahrenheit to kosher a grill. So if you bring your own grates and you just put <coughs> um, and you just put it 
uh, where the uh, where where uh, over the area where maybe juices of previous barbecues have dripped, that should be fine because whatever juices have dripped from previous barbecues were burnt up by the fire. So if you bring your own grates, that shouldn't be a problem. If you want to use their grates, then you would need to blowtorch them. Um, so that's impossible, pretty much, to bring a blowtorch to the barbecue. Start blowtorching every single centimeter until it sparks and becomes red hot. So the way they normally recommend kashering is that you could buy uh, charcoal briquettes, you know, that they sell. In, uh, in the stores, and you take the grate and sandwich the grate in between, on bottom and top, with these charcoal uh, briquettes, and then you light the whole thing on fire and let it burn out. And uh, then you can be sure that the entire grate has gotten to the point of leaving. So, you know, you don't want to try that at home. That's not something you, you, want, you don't want to go to a park and then, you know, start like a you know, a forest fire and some sort of like international incident or something, right? So like, that's not something that, uh, that you want to try. So it's probably better to just uh, not do that. Um, the, uh, the shell of a grill, if it has a cover to it, also would need to be kashered, but that would only require Lieben Kal, and that could be accomplished by just turning it on high for uh, whatever, 45 minutes, an hour, something like that. Now, if you bring a disposable grill, so then the question is, does it require Tevilas Kalim? If it's one of those 9 by 13 pans with a flimsy grate that the meat goes on, so Lechorit should not require Tevilas because it's literally Chad Pa'ami and is useless after the first use. It's meant to be one-time use and then you chuck it and it, it really, uh, it's such low quality that it's not even Shaykh to really use more than once. In Chubas Mishnah Alachas Chelek Zayin Kitzim from Nasha Klein argues vehemently against the majority of Poskim and says that the number of times utensils commonly used is irrelevant in determining its status as a, bo- as a bona fide kli. He assumes that an aluminum pan would require tevila even though it's commonly used just once before being disposed of. Rav Shachter happens to agree with that. However, many other posts, including Ramosha, are makil if it's so flimsy that it's not really practical that you would use it more than once. But that's only those 9 by 13 pans that come with like some charcoal in it and this flimsy little thing on top. But if it's a travel grill that could be used many times, I mean, we used to have one of these. One of my kids won it in uh, some sort of raffle in school. And then we took it on all of our baseball trips and we would go tailgate and we'd use this travel grill. You'd connect a little gas tank to it and we used it for years. Uh, so, uh, so then that's uh, the great would certainly require tevila if, uh, if if you have that. Um, the uh, the and Kalim and Lakes and Rivers is way too complicated a topic to discuss, so we're not going to discuss that right now. But those are some of the halachos of picnicking in a park. Yes, go for